more and more junior um, you know, employees, i.e. fresh graduates, wanted that flexibility. You know, they want to be able to um, work remotely, either from home or from an exciting other location from the get-go. Let's embrace that trend, give them the right skills, make sure they actually have tangible experience of working remotely. Hello everyone and welcome to the Student Lawyer podcast series. Whether you're at school, sixth form, university, thinking about a career in law or exploring law careers, you're in the right place. We are the one-stop shop for student lawyers. If you'd like to join the student lawyer as a writer, please email hello at thestudentlawyer.com. This podcast is brought to you by Feed Ignite. Welcome to the Student Lawyer Podcast. My name is Camilla and I'm a law graduate currently applying for training contracts. In today's episode, I'm joined by Ed Holroyd-Pierce, co-founder of CRCC Asia and virtualinternships.com. Ed will be talking to us today about the benefits of virtual internships. And by way of background, CRCC Asia has been providing award-winning international internships for 15 years and its sister company, Virtual Internships, started in 2018 and has supported hundreds of students in accessing remote internship experiences. Virtual Internships has also been featured by the BBC, The Telegraph, Talk Business, Money Week and Management Today. Welcome to The Student Lawyer and thanks for taking your time out to come speak to us today, Ed. Not at all, pleasure to be here, Camilla. Brilliant. So, Ed, can you tell us um, a little bit about CRCC Asia and virtual internships? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, So, uh, CRCC Asia was founded um, in 2006 by me and uh, Daniel Niven, my co-founder. And um, that business um, at the moment, or up until last year, took uh, just over a thousand people a year out to internships in mostly in Asia. So students who were looking to just stand out from the crowd, get more international experience, basically differentiate themselves, would yeah. go on our programs to, uh, let's say, Shanghai, Tokyo, Osaka, Seoul. Great programs, really exciting, um, you know, very global. But uh, virtual internships, which I guess we'll spend a bit more time talking about in the next, uh, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour, yeah. um, was started two and a half years ago. Um, and is you know primarily owned by CRCC Asia, and was all about trying to reduce the barriers to internships. Sure, um, you know not every student can either afford financially or, or time-wise to go to another country, another city for two or three months over the summer. We know many people have um, you know family commitments, either you know looking after older people or younger yeah. people in their family. Um, some people with disabilities, you know, it's just not practical to get on a plane and be somewhere else um, for two months. So virtual internships was primarily looking at that. Fast forward two years and with coronavirus, um, those accessibility issues have just happened to basically, you know, half of the planet. Yeah. So um, what we what we offer is a curated and bespoke tailored remote internship for students looking to gain experience in a specific industry um, and we work with host companies all around the world um, who will who are willing to take on those students do a great job in terms of giving them projects um, that are relevant and suitable for a virtual uh, internship 
and also to do that mentorship and really bring them up to speed in the industry. Brilliant. That sounds that sounds fantastic and such good foresight for for your part. Um, you know, you sort of got rolling just before coronavirus, really. So that's great timing. Uh, I mean, it's like just no. I mean, it's a bit lucky. Um, you know, and obviously we are as as distraught as anyone else um, on personal levels about yeah, the virus course. and the effect it's having. Um, you know, but even even before coronavirus, there were other pressures like you know the environment, yeah, uh, and and so on. So I I do think it's it's valid um yeah. you know the other like the other key driver was that more and more people were working remotely anyway yeah and that's true. um you know something we felt quite strongly about was remote work tended to be kind of reserved for um senior people as a bit of a reward you know okay you've been with us for five years now yes you can work at home on thursdays because you know you need to be at home for deliveries or you need to pick up your kids or something yeah. um and the way we saw things happening were more and more junior um you know employees i.e fresh graduates wanted that flexibility you know they want to be able to um work remotely either from home or from an exciting other location from the get-go and so let's embrace that trend give them the right skills make sure they actually have tangible experience of working remotely when they go to into an employer and kind of ask for that. Yeah, that's great. I think that's all the things that you sort of mentioned about the environment and, and things like that. I, I do sort of agree, you know, it is, it is good to be able to offer a choice. And yeah, I mean, I was offered um, remote working after quite a few years of working in my place. So I definitely agree that it is, is a reward. I think that's brilliant. Um, so in terms of well, CCRC and virtual internships, are, are there any opportunities that um, listeners can get involved with this summer? Um, what with the tra- current travel restrictions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can imagine we've been kind of swamped with inquiries and signups. Um, yes. So we have got um, like a few of our summer dates. We have start dates every two weeks and quite a few of the ones for June are already full um but given that i think most of um the student lawyers audience is in the uk and we have a later sort of later summer so um we do have some spots available for kind of august start dates for sure brilliant and, you know we do have quite a lot of legal opportunities that oh fantastic sign up for that's good so just for all the listeners i'll i'll leave the links to the, the website um in the description box for the podcast and so what are the benefits of virtual internships are these um you know how do future employers see these skills that the people are getting from from these experiences yeah sure that's a great question and um you know people have come at this from all sorts of angles there is obviously a bit of a concern um normally among current um students particularly going into this summer that a remote experience will be seen uh, as less good, you know, or inferior right, yeah. to an in-person internship. And, you know, I have to say, I disagree with that in general. Um, I think it is, as with almost all of these things, career-related, it's how you how you phrase it, or whether it's on your CV right. or in a cover letter. And it's also about how you have used that experience in terms of, you know, your own self-improvement, your self-awareness, um, gaining specific skills. Um, I think that people need to go into it, um, you know, 
with a really open mindset and also with a um, a sense of gaining those skills, kind of actually embracing some of the difficulties and resolving them, have a problem solving mindset. Uh, and you know, the reality is that employers are looking for people who are, are flexible, who have commercial awareness and some industry exposure. All of those things you can gain from a virtual internship. And if you dig deeper, um, you know, into the kind of other skills that you might be able to gain, they're also just as valid. You know, we think about communication skills and perhaps in, a, in an in-person internship, we're thinking about, oh, you know, water cooler chats and building networking opportunities. And, yeah. um, and they still exist remotely. And none of us really know how long this situation might go on. Even when we come out the other side, I, I, I do think that remote work will be more and, you know, more and more popular because even if there's a perfect vaccine and everybody's you know, happy to be back way closer than two metres, yeah. certain companies, and we're already seeing some research come out about productivity and um, you know, employee well-being, they're showing that you know, people are able to work from home. So they're not going to force everybody to get onto the tube five days a week and go to their small and crowded offices um, when people can work remotely. So building those communication skills online is really useful for a whole, you know, your whole career, in my opinion. Definitely. And um, I actually read something yesterday. I think it was Slater and Gordon, the law firm. Um, I don't know how true this is. I, I think I just saw the headline, but it. I think they said that they are going to be looking to close their London office and just work remotely from now on, like permanently. So that's, um, it's, yeah, it's really happening. Yeah, I hadn't seen that specific piece, but I, I, I would totally be not surprised. I mean, I think the, the sort of most cautious investment area I'd, I'd yeah. worry about at the moment is uh, is London prime office space. Yes, it's just so expensive. Just, yeah, it's really expensive. And I think companies will realise that, okay, they might, they might find some elements difficult, but even if you have to send every employee an extra laptop, an extra monitor, you know, a high spec webcam and some microphone, you're still saving millions on your, you know, your city or your Canary Wharf office space. So I'm not surprised to hear that at all. Definitely. So are there any skills that you think would be specifically valued by the, by legal legal sector employers? Um, yeah, sure. On the things we've just mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we um, tend to focus our programs around um, something called the NACE competencies. Um, it's actually out okay. of it's out of the US, but it's a very um, kind of well respected um, competency framework. So there are eight core competencies and they're things like communication skills, digital technology right. skills, like cultural awareness. And all of those, I think, are relevant for um, people going into the legal sector. I, I think that, um, you know, being able to stress and give examples of um, your, your sort of self-motivation and the fact that you worked remotely and handled a project or handled research or handled whatever tasks you're given, um, essentially without someone breathing down the back of your neck in person will be really valuable. Um, so, you know, those, those ones, I think for sure, um, 
you know, attention to detail and research. You know, I'm, I'm not a lawyer by training. I have several friends who are lawyers and, you know, I'm aware that quite a lot of it is research and, you know, reading up around a subject, having attention to detail, um, you know, decision-making, yeah. timekeeping, good organization skills, you know, any of those I think would be, um, you know, more than just smiled upon. They'd be, um, you know, really desirable for, for most um, employers. I would say, you know, my biggest piece of advice is just going into an experience, having that framework, you know, having the, the list of skills that you want to come out with and actually taking some time to think through the stories, you know, the, the examples that you could give when you are in an interview situation or when you're writing a cover letter. The uh, employers, I think, you know, will, will look on those favorably if you can give a good example and a good story. And so not just saying, oh, my, my um, internship was great or my supervisor was nice. Being able yeah. to say, I did this piece of work and from it, I learned this. First of all, you know, it's an industry exposure. So getting involved in some actual tangible stuff that's going on. And then also thinking about all the other soft skills that we've mentioned a couple of times already. Definitely. And I think you do definitely get get, get in what you put out. And like you said, it goes back to how you how you phrase things as well, how you frame it, yeah. rather than, you know, just giving generic examples. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so do you think that, well, I think we've already kind of touched on this, but do you think that virtual internships will stay popular after coronavirus and maybe how popular do you think they'll be? Yes. I mean, I, I think they will. You know, we're in it for the long term as a, as a business, um, for sure. Right. And, uh, you know, we were seeing um, growing interest even before, um, you know, the virus came around. So, yes, I think we will. You know, we've never thought that they should actually replace in-person internships. We just thought that they're quite a useful tool to, you know, really broaden possible um, exposure to an industry. Um, and you know whether that's for those audiences that need that that um, extra accessibility, or whether it's just perhaps to allow people to do something part time during their semester, during their studies, um, it can be really useful. And also, I think as a as an extra opportunity to check you're going down the right career path, it's probably quite good. Um, that's a really good point. You know, particularly in law, right? You've got this kind of you've got the big choice of uh, you know do I want to be a barrister or a solicitor, and then you've got, you know, let's say it's solicitor, you've got what size of firm am I going for? What specialization? You know, are we talking kind of family law or are we talking property law? And actually, yeah. if you're doing a, uh, you know, one summer scheme and you're working really hard, um, you're probably not going to get that much exposure to some other options. Whereas if you, let's say, could do three remote internships alongside your studies, um, you could you could you can dip in and out of three different specialisations, and you might surprise yourself. You know, uh, wow! Suddenly, pensions law fascinating, um, or you yeah. know, just really really good camaraderie in this company in this specific uh, department. And those, you know, in my mind, extra exposure and extra time spent doing something will never be wasted. Um, so yeah, I. Yeah. That was a very long answer. I apologize. Uh, I apologize. Lots of rambling, but I think it, I, no, I think virtual internships are here to stay, and I think they can form a very useful um, additional uh, exposure for, for students. 
Fantastic. And my personal opinion is that they're just more flexible as well. So you can kind of fit fit it in around other things. Yeah. Because you have more choice. Absolutely. Um, so that's what I think. Yeah, I completely it. agree. It's yeah. been it, that that part of it has been really rewarding, actually. And thanks for bringing that, that point up. Because, yeah. You know, when we were sending people out to Shanghai or Tokyo, for example, they're there for two, yeah. they're there for two months. And there's really, you know, there's a hard start and a hard stop. And right, there's not yeah. much else they can do. And sometimes, you know, things change. It could be, you know, the, the individual's personal situation or it could be the company situation. And it's been great yeah. on, the, on the virtual side when something comes up, you know, somebody actually is less prepared than they wanted to be for exams. And they say, I'm really sorry, I'm going to have to pause my internship a bit earlier than I planned because I want to start revising sooner. Actually, nobody's you know they haven't either flown across the world or taken out some vastly expensive london rent to do that internship and as long as the yeah. company's okay with it they're just like fine both both sides are happy and can really benefit from that flexibility um you know and likewise saying sometime in the middle of the internship actually i've got some extra time i'd like to ramp this up from 20 hours a week to 30 hours a week and i know you've got some extra projects both sides, it's a win-win. You know, you get more exposure, more interesting work, and the um, you know the company is going to benefit as well. So, yeah, the flexibility is absolutely a really good point that you've brought up there. Definitely. Um. So, just for kind of finally, uh, just to kind of tie it all up, um, do you have any tips for balancing home and work life when completing these virtual internships from home, or just working from home in general? Okay, that's a that's a really good question, <laughs> um, and I think I'm gonna kind of set the scene by saying everybody's different and yes. um that again is something that we should try and embrace and and learn to live with and love that flexibility i'd advise everybody to go into it with their eyes wide open and to be really honest with themselves and also with their em- employers you know or supervisors about what is and isn't working i think it's just like when you're studying right some people are, are night owls it's going to happen to you when you're working from home and what's really important is that you are honest with yourself about what is and isn't working and there's no there's no point kind of thinking like you're working a full you know eight hour day when actually you really are doing the laundry or baking sourdough or you know listening to the radio and getting engrossed in it have you got a camera in my house (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, we've we've all we've all we've all done the sourdough in the in the last couple of months. There's nothing to be ashamed of there. It's just as long as you don't, as long as you're not thinking, hey, this is really part of my working day, and uh, yeah. you know, uh, and still done my output, so that's fine. So I would just encourage everybody to work out what works for you. Um, you know, do you take breaks from screen time? Do you make sure you've got things set up as you want them? Um, you know, actually, first day of lockdown. We're really lucky here. We had a spare room, um, spare bedroom. Me and my partner just, you know, we pushed the, the, the bed out of the way, pulled up a, um, you know, a table from storage and actually borrowed a chair from the office. And now it feels like a workstation and I can sit here in comfort and get things done. And I'll admit that that's a huge luxury. It is a huge luxury. And many people are struggling with this, um, you know, yeah. around, around the kitchen table. But I think at least not, you know, um, not just kind of brushing those problems under the carpet, 
and actually saying, particularly if you're in a, you know, if you are in an employment situation saying, um, you know, I do need to upgrade my home broadband or will the office cover this, you know, cost of a, a mouse or a chair or a something to just make you that bit more efficient, um, you know, is those are things that you can and should say. Don't ever feel silly spending time thinking about that work environment, I would say. Definitely. I completely agree with you there. One of the, well, for the first couple of weeks of lockdown, I was working from a table that was literally like a dressing table. It was okay. just tiny, basically. Yeah. I didn't have enough room to sort of move my mouse on it. And then the moment I invested in a bigger desk yeah. and was able to kind of put, that, you know, make a workspace, it's just so much better. So, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with the points that you're saying. It is all about it's all about well-being, and you know, I think um, just just to recognise how important it is. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, um, that's that's all my questions for today. So, thank you again, Ed, for taking the time out to come and speak to us on this lovely sunny afternoon. Not at all. It's been um, really fun. Uh, you've saved me from you know uh, sitting <laughs> and policing the kids watching some. TV, um, and you know it's been really interesting. I think we're 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 actually very lucky to all be experiencing this. We're all going to take away, uh, you know, somehow different and somehow very much the same experiences um, that I, yeah. I think you know will be valuable for the rest of our lives. So I, I really appreciate you um, asking me to join the show, and um, no, thank yeah, you. Good luck to everybody listening. Thank you. to all the listeners and um, don't forget to share this episode with anyone who, who might find it useful also follow us on iTunes Spotify or Google Podcasts and leave us a comment or review um, to let us know what you thought so until next time goodbye <laughs>